She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy, lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. Welcome, innovative author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGL AM 1570 begins right now. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for visiting Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. It is just a pleasure to be here today to talk with you about different subjects that impact the family, and women especially. On our last segment, we talked about character and why character matters and why it's important to do the right thing regardless of who is looking at the time or whom is looking at the time. But I want to go into a little bit uh, more issues about character and why it matters. It's important that we instill within our children the right to have character because remember character is a successful trait that all winners have today we're going to be talking about integrity and why that matters we're going to talk about loyalty and why that matters we're talk we're going to be speaking about self sacrifice and why that is important and also accountability that's also equally important as to also self-control. And that brings me to an issue where I was speaking with a mother whose son had been into some uh, issues that gotten him into trouble. And she was explaining how she did not know where she had gone wrong because she had, she believed, instilled all the values within him to make the right choices and to do the right things. But after speaking with the young man, I found out that the mom had been three times in abusive relationships, and that impacted him because some of the mom's boyfriends were belligerent or verbally abusive, not physically, but verbally abusive to the mom and to the children, his siblings. So he said he began to develop such resentment against the mom and the various boyfriends. So I say to women, all women, be careful about whom you subject your children to. Even if you decide to run into a relationship, make sure that that does not impact 
your children until you are 100% sure that he is the one. Not 75, not 80, not 90, but until you are 100% sure that he is the one because it's important that there's a conversation about what our children need and how, for developmental reasons, we put our children first. We actually find out through discovery what they need mentally and physically. And, yes, there will be challenges. And, yes, the relationships will be tested. But the bond between a mother and a child is significant and unlike no other. Today we're also going to talk in one of our segments about Sue, that Sisters United Everywhere, where women are giving back. And the only requirement to be in Sue is that you are a female and that you have done some good things or you hope to do some good deeds for others. And also that you're willing to share and reciprocate kindness, random acts of kindness, and also to help a female or family in need. That's one of the requirements for being in that organization. You can contact us at Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. That's our website, Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. And if you'd like to conversate with me directly, you can send me an email at drbonnieBonita at Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. That's dr. B-O-N-N-I-E-B-O-N-I-T-A at Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. So we're going to get into more of why it's important to have good character and why it matters. And we talked about that on our last segment, but I want to go back to some things that I feel uh, that make up a person of good character. And guess what? We all fall short from the goodness of God. We all fall short. We are not perfect. We make mistakes, but to learn from the mistakes that we make and to ensure that we can be a better person and we can do the things that God has put us on this earth to do. So in speaking with that mom, we were able to get her and her son together so they could have a conversation about the things that were bothering him, the things that he had to deal with mentally, physically, and emotionally. And we were able to not only have a conversation, but find a solution for that family through Sue, our Sisters United Everywhere. And you might fall up under what I call Valley of the Black Dolls, where you can be either you have loyal attributes, uh, you're dependable, you're reliable, or you have integrity issues, you have controlling issues, uh, you could be selfish or self-centered, but we feel that under Valley of the Black Dolls, you fall into one of those categories, and I'd like to know which one you feel you fall up under and why, and we will have uh, a gentleman calling in today, his name is Bryant, he says that he believes that most black women are angry black women. And I want to have a conversation with him about why he feels that way because I'm not sure which women he's been around, but I know very few angry black women. The women that I know, they're honest, they're sincere, they're hardworking, they want to do the right thing, they choose to do the right things, and yes, 
they fall short. Yes, they have pitfalls, but they believe that they can enhance and control the environment in which they're in, and they want to do the right things for their family. So we're going to have a conversation with Brian a little bit later on in this segment, but what I'd like to say is be a friend. Be a good friend for your neighbor, for your church member, for someone that's working with you, that that wants to do right by you, that wants to do the right thing. In order to have a friend, you also have to be a friend. And I've spoken to a lot of females that say, well, I don't have any friends. So that tells me a lot about that person because to not have one single friend, meaning that are you a friend to them? Have you been a friend to them? Right? So, and I'm not saying go out to look for people to be friends with. I'm saying develop friendly relationships where you can help enhance and support each other mentally and physically and not just financial because sometimes there's things that money can't cure and money can't buy um, it's hard for money to buy loyalty it's hard for money to buy friendship because it wouldn't be sincere and it wouldn't be honest so I think as we continue to help lift each other up and our goal is to do the right thing, our goal is to make sure that we understand the challenges, but behind the challenges that we have victory in what we're doing and what we set out to do, and that would help. But this young man, after speaking with him, he told me a story on where he wanted to take his own life and his mom did not know about that. He just felt that things were not going right. He was fighting with his siblings. He was fighting with the mom's boyfriend, which was his stepdad. And he just felt that he did not have self-worth. And the mom had another child with the gentleman. And that gentleman was partly to blame for why he felt like he was because they showed his sibling who was his stepbrother, a lot more attention. They work with him a lot more. And he just thought that, I don't want to be here. My dad ran off and left me. My mom has chosen a person that continues to violate me mentally, not physically, but mentally. And those things have an impact on where I am in my life. So the organization Sue Sisters United Everywhere was able to put him in contact with a mental health counselor that walked through his issues with him. And also, we have to point out, especially in our young boys, that they matter, that what they think matters, what they do matters, and that they were here to be Uh, one of God's creatures and do the right thing. And we have to make sure that they understand their importance of their life, that they're going to one day be dads and granddads and uncles and cousins and nephews. So they have to do the right thing. And how do we know what that right thing is? Because character matters. Character matters. And I have to tell you a story about uh, these three boys. I'm going to call them boys. They were between the ages of 18 and 21. They, uh, two of them robbed a Kroger gas station, and I'm not going to say who, what, when, and where. And one was in the back seat of the vehicle. Well, when everything was said and done, they made off with $100 a piece, a total of $300. 
And all three of these little boys got 10 years in jail. They actually got 20 with 10 to serve and 10 on probation. Guess what? The laws today are against criminals, but I say they can treat sometimes African-American boys a little bit more harsher than their white counterparts. And I'm not justifying any of the behavior because if you rob someone at gunpoint, then you get what you deserve. But however, I think that because a couple of the little boys had not been in any trouble before, those should have been mitigating factors. And only one of the boys held a gun. But in the state of Georgia, where I reside, it does not matter who holds the gun because they were all three tried and convicted with the same crime. Because if you utilize a weapon in the facilitation of a felony, then you are responsible. So the parents of of all three of these young men were middle-income African-American, And they had no idea that their children were wrapped up in such behaviors. So parents, moms and dads, uncles and aunts, cousins, nieces, nephews, it takes a village. We have to stay vigilant and prayerful over our children. We have to make sure we understand who they are partnering with, who they are Uh, have as their friend who they're calling a friend we have to be mindful of that and yes it may take some time out of our busy schedules with work with sororities with fraternities with our church meetings um, with the HOA boards all of these different things that we have we still have to put our children first it is imperative that we understand what they're going through and I remember uh, my daughter had uh, wanted to go to a party and and this was probably about 15 years ago. And uh, I said, okay, well, I need to talk with the parents. Let's go over to the house where the party's going to be tonight. I want to talk with the parents. I want to make sure that there's no guns, there's no alcohol, no drug use, no one's buying, selling, buying drugs, selling drugs, using drugs. I need to make sure that the coast is clear before you attend this party. And my daughter says, well, I don't want to go. And I said, well, okay. Yeah, that's your decision. But any party that you want to attend, I have to talk with the parents first. And I'm not trying to say my morals are any better or greater, but my child is my responsibility. So I have to know what's going on, and it's just not enough to say they want to go to a party. And I say, okay, and I drop them off and not knowing to what information about the parent or where they're having the party, who's hosting the party, their background, whether someone may slip something in somebody's drink. And I tell children and women and men all the time, never go back to an unattended drink for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of people out there that are mean, and they're not trying to do the right thing, and they're not trying to do the right thing by you. And there there are a lot of motives that different people have for a lot of different reasons. So I say, parents, I want to talk with you about why character matters. I want to talk with you about integrity. I want to talk with you about loyalty. I want to talk with you about commitment, the things that we need, the glue to make our family stick together so we have generations to come. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to one of our sponsors. Uh, We 
have a sponsor that is working with us and an advertiser that is just amazing and has really contributed to the things that are going on with what's going on in our show. Thank you, Dr. Bonnie Benita. Do you have a friend or a family member facing foreclosure or eviction? We can help. We're Eviction Help Now. You can call for a free consultation. Call us today at 678-468-4940. Again, that number is 678-468-4940. Our website address is evictionhelpnow.com, evictionhelpnow.com. Again, that number is 678-468-4940. And we have a toll-free number, 24-hour hotline at 888-668-5530. Again, that's 888-668-5530. Thank you again, Dr. Bonnie Bonita. Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. We'll be right back.
are back. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View. And today we have with us Miss Lillian. And she wants to sing a song for us called Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Miss Lillian, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me. He who died, heaven's grace will open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Oh, my God. Thank you, Miss Lily. Thank you so much. Now, how old are you? I am two. I am eight years old. Okay, and what school do you attend, Miss Lily? Um, Westington Elementary School. Oh, okay. And is there anything you'd like the audience to know about you and your family and what you're doing? Well, I like to go outside and play, and some and sometimes I would ask my mom, me, can we just walk down the neighborhood so we can enjoy the fresh air, making sure. We clear our minds, making sure we're getting ready for the day, and making sure we pray Jesus every morning, and that's what I like. That to is do. amazing! Oh my God, you are so young to love the Lord. How long have you been loving the Lord like that? I'm so amazed. Um, since I started to sing the Jesus Loves Me song. Oh, thank you. Good job. I'm so happy. You are so adorable, Miss Lily. Now, do you have a Christmas list in case we have somebody listening that want to support you? Um, yes, I do have it. Well, I'm starting. I'm going to start to make a Christmas list. Uh-huh. And everything that is going to be on this, but I watched. The first thing should be on my list uh-huh. was the, when I came inside, I saw the the Alawa mini, mini sweets. That's so that's going to be at the top of my Christmas list. All right. A mini sweet? An Alawa mini sweet. All right. Yeah, that's what I saw on, on the TV when I came in. Oh, good. Well, thank you, Miss Lily. And would you come back to, and sing for us again sometime? Yes. Thank you, Miss Lily. Thank you so much. Oh, oh my God. Uh, WIGO listeners, wasn't that just fantastic? The fact that she is so young and loves the Lord and know the Lord. And she says that it's just imperative to sing to God and to pray to God. And I met this young lady not too long ago, and she just perked up all of our lives with her songs and, and what she says about Jesus Christ and how she loves the Lord. So uh, my hat is off to Miss Lily. It is just amazing. 
Um, so anyway, thank you so much again. You're listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita with a view. You can reach us on Bonnie Benita worldwide. And if you'd like to meet me or reach me directly, you can always email me at dr. B-O-N-N-I-E, B-O-N-I-T-A, at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. So today we're going to be speaking with uh, Miss Amanda. Hi, good morning, good morning. Miss Amanda, welcome. I invited you on the show because I heard your, you have, I don't know if it's a podcast, but it's something called The Tea Yes, ma'am. Uh, Dr. Benita, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on this morning. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, the name of my podcast is What's the Tea? Okay. Then tell me a little bit about that show. Well, on What's the Tea, uh, what we do is we educate our uh, people of color um, and underserved uh, communities on ways that they can get financial help our our federal grants uh, for living expenses and for special needs parents. Okay, now are you a special need parent? Yes, I am. Okay, and your child has what special need? My, my child was diagnosed with Noonan syndrome, which is a neurological um, issue. Mm-hmm. It, it came when in, in the womb. Um, it's very rare. It causes a cognitive delay. She also is on the spectrum for autism. Okay, and when you say cognitive delay, what does that mean exactly? So uh, they just have a, uh, people with Noonan syndrome just have a difficulty uh, recognizing the order of steps. So if you say, okay, I would like for you to go downstairs and put your cup on the counter they would have a hard time figuring out which one they're supposed to do first. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So when I listened to your podcast, you stated that um, you are in disagreement with some African-American females and how they run their household. And uh, you also say that you believe they make excuses for everything and that they're always in someone else's business. So help me understand the difference because there's white women that may be doing the same thing. So why did you specifically say black women? Well, I do believe uh, a vast majority of our women of color do have the angry black women syndrome. Uh, They're upset uh, because of it could be wages, it could be lack of help. But have you ever went into a restaurant or a coffee spot or a fast food place and you seem like a very pleasant young lady? And we always go in and we be very pleasant and say, hi, good morning or good afternoon, how are you? And then the server, who nine times out of ten would be a black woman, behind the counter would be, yeah, what do you want? I don't agree with that at all. And I wish black women would take the time out to just be a little bit more pleasant and have a a positive uh, perspective on things. Because when you don't, you create all of this resentment and anger and you have that going forward to someone who didn't even do anything to you. And I have a very big issue with people like that. I I don't understand. What's the purpose? Why are you angry and you just woke up? It's 7 o'clock in the morning. All I want is my coffee. Why are you angry? Okay, so let me ask you a question. So you feel you've had an experience where someone, particularly African-American and 
particularly female, has been angry with you and has shown disdain or something of that nature to you? Can you elaborate? Majority of the time when I go out um, and it's just it's mind boggling to me because I don't understand Um, whenever I go out when I the way I get treated by a black woman versus a woman of any other color is totally different. And I am a black woman. So, like, uh, the the example I gave you in the beginning, I could go somewhere and I'm always pleasant. I always treat people with respect and be respectful in the beginning because that's what I expect you to how to treat me. You treat others as you want to be treated. Whenever I, hello, good morning, or approach someone in a pleasant attitude, a black woman, they come back at me with an attitude. If they don't like what I said, it's not let's try to understand why you did that or let me explain to you why this is this way. They are so ill-mannered and unprofessional loud belligerent they always have an attitude the neck is always rolling and it's like ma'am can you take two seconds out to just calm down and and they always feel attacked why do you always feel attacked okay and then have you had a discussion with any of these females that you call have that have the angry black woman syndrome? Have you had a discussion with them to find out the nature of any resentment, any despair? I, I have. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. One example is my, the the front office, the young ladies in the front office at my daughter's school. Uh, I called. She has such a nasty attitude sometimes. And one day I just had to ask her, like, you know, Miss T, what's going on? Is there something that I have done to you? Is there something that you do not agree with? Uh, you know, have have I treated you in such a way? She goes, no, uh, I just got a lot of stuff going on personally. Why is it that some women of color cannot separate between personal and business? Why do you have to bring your personal uh, things that go on your home to work? Okay, well, black women and black men, you hear what uh, Amanda is saying. If you have a response to that, if you could reach out to us at 404-361-1571-WIGO. And it seems like we have a caller on the line. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hi. Okay, did you have something to say about the angry black woman syndrome? Because a lot of times men say that and and we're not angry and we're not upset and we are not sure where they're coming from. What do you have to say about that? Well, I'm, I'm an older gentleman and I remember when black women was loving, caring, and helpful. Now what I'm running into it seems they're bitter, they're angry, they're not looking to help. Like they just hate people. Then, like they're angry with themselves. Um, for example, I had an issue with my insurance where I had a car um, stolen. And I went to the DMV. The DMV said you... Uh, letter saying you owe $85 because of insurance lapse or something. I didn't cancel the insurance. And when I went to go get it taken care of, of course, they put me with a, a woman, and she so happens to be black. And I explained the scenario to her, and she looked me dead in the eye and told me I should pay. And it wasn't my fault. And, and I proposed a question like, okay, let's say your car was stolen. And you file with your insurance company, and your insurance, of course, canceled the claim because they filed insurance. 
what would you do if they get? And she said, I will pay it. And I know she was telling me a story, but that's an example of they're not willing to help us any longer. They angry. They quick to yell and throw names or to try to get someone fired from their job. I mean, it's, I've ran into many, many instances. Okay, but let me ask you a question. Have you ever had an issue where you thought the black woman was acting like she had male characteristics? Like she was the man? Oh, I see that all the time. Lately, I, I've only seen it lately. I've seen it all the time. Okay, give where me an example. They're, they're very aggressive. They're very aggressive. And, and um, I remember I was... I don't know if I was flirting with a young lady, but she was with another young lady, and I didn't know it. I wasn't aware of it. And she aggressively um, checked me, just stood in front of me, acting like she was going to whoop my butt. But yet, I'm 250 pounds, and she weighed 100 pounds. I'm like, for real? <laughs> so so you think that that the majority of the black women that you've met are, are showing aggressive aggression towards black men or all men or is the or is it possible these incidences are isolated from my experience the only aggression i see is usually from black men because when you put them with a white male they change they get they turn into a female. They get docile. Their voice change. Their attitude change. Everything's changed. I agree. And it's sad when you see it. Okay, so in an effort to bond the family, what do you think we as African American can do to be a helpmate to our male counterparts? You know, that's a hard question to answer because I wish I knew. It's sad what I see. Um, I wish I knew the answer. Okay, so what are some of the attributes you'd like to see in a female? Maybe I should ask you that. I didn't, I didn't quite hear you. What are some of the attributes you'd like to see in a female, or have you considered dating someone of a, a different race? I would like the female to to let a man be a man. And I know a lot of the situations, they took on men roles. And, and it's sad because of the family structure. Um, but when they let a man be a man, they, they serve their best purpose, which means I don't want my female to fight for me. I want my female to help me stay calm, help me stay focused and, and, and not be stupid. I want my female to be more business orientated instead of I'm a ride and die. I'm a hold the pistol and you let's go shoot them up. Okay, gotcha. I want my female to say no. That's not the right thing to do. Let's look at it a different way. So, is it possible that if there's a socioeconomic uh, issue going on, or you're saying you see this on all ends of the spectrum, regardless of the income of the I black female? I think it's more social, but on the other end, if you get them out of their environment and get them in a, another environment, they could be judges, they could be attorneys, and they still act they still act rough and aggressive. Okay, so you would like to see 
a more toned down version of a woman and what what happens when a, a female tells you that they were taught to be that way because a lot of the, there's 25 to 1 uh, most african-american women have to fend for themselves uh they have to take on that uh, that tone and that aggressive role what happens when you meet someone that says that's why they do it because they're trying to stay above no. the fray I understand and I respect all of that. But remember, a man do not want his female to fight for him. And a man do not want to be belittled by his female. If, uh, uh, even if she makes more money than her male counterpart, she should allow the man to be a man. If she chose to be with him. Or she shouldn't choose to be with that man. Okay. Well, you have a point. I really thank you so much for calling into the show, uh, Mr. Bryant. This is WIGO. Uh, Amanda, we're going to let Mr. Bryant go, but do you have uh, anything to add about the statement that he made about uh, the angry black woman syndrome? I do agree with his statements. I think that if more women, especially black women, would take the time out to be more softer and feminine, they would see that there is no need to be so aggressive to get your point across because you get more honey with bees than you do with you get more bees with honey than you do vinegar so for you to always come off so aggressive you're not going to get what you want you're not going to get what you're looking for you're always going to be fighting or feel like you have to be on the defense just relax so let me ask you a question uh is it possible that these behaviors were learned or taught and let me tell you why i'm saying that because i remember in our household my mom uh wanted all of us to be able-bodied to be able to take care of ourselves regardless of whether we had a male counterpart or not so a lot of us uh ended up being controlling being aggressive being some of those negative stereotypes that bryant was speaking of uh but we also know how to be loving and compassionate and understanding as well. So do you think it's a learned behavior? Is it something that we need to be teaching our daughters to make sure that they stay in committed uh, relationships? What, what would you say about that? Well, I, I'm not going to encourage. I, I would I'm not going to encourage my daughter to be soft or, or dissolve more feminine so she can have more appeal to a man. No, this is for her, her better well-being all the way around in life. So I do think that women need to be uh, it, it, women lack accountability. Let's just be honest. A lot of us don't want to take accountability for a lot of the things that we do and say. And when we are corrected or checked on something, instead of saying, okay, I see your point or agreeing to disagree, we get angry and yell and get aggressive. I don't think that's the proper way to approach situations like that. Okay. So what you're saying is that most African American women do not know how or understand how to take constructive criticism? Correct. Okay. Now, is are these incidences isolated or the women that are possibly in your circle or you're saying all over everywhere? You this is all over. These are experiences I have all over. Let's say if I go somewhere and someone gets my order wrong, instead of saying, hi, uh, I, I asked for this, this, and that. May I please have this because you accidentally gave me this. I have had people say, well, that's not what you asked for. You should have said that the first time. Excuse me? Instead of taking accountability and saying, oh, excuse me, I was moving too fast. Let me get that for you. I always get an aggressive rebuttal. That's not needed. 
So I can agree with you, not on everything that you or Brian has said, but I do know of an instance where a female fought another female over a, a male. And I had a conversation with her because there was a warrant out for her arrest. I wanted to find out from her, why did you hit her? If you had an issue, you had an issue with the guy. You didn't have an issue with the girl. And she said to me, because she got in my face and told me that she was sleeping with my man. So I don't know whether it's a socioeconomic issue to where women of less means or um, uh, a that have limited resources or income fall into that category or whether it's just an all around situation where regardless of uh, where they are in life, where they are with their educational background, with their work ethic, I'm not sure, but I do know that we need to stick together. We need to help each other. We do not need to be enablers. If you are a true friend, you will let, a friend know where they're going astray, whether they agree with you or not. Do you have any advice for women that really want to do the right thing, regardless of what it is? What would you say as a mainstream African-American female, what would you say that can help our race and our people? Uh, Because remember, we are having children that are having children uh, and we need to leave a decent legacy, a legacy of dignity, of respect, of honor, of ethics. We need uh, of moral conviction. We need that. So what would you say that could help to that end? Well, uh, to your first point, um, I do not believe that it is um, just towards women who are lower income because I'm, I'm, I'm not the richest of the rich, but I'm not broke either. So okay. people uh, that I know in my tax bracket or higher can be extremely aggressive when it comes to men. So it's not just the lower income women who will fight over men or get aggressive towards the man. Mm-hmm. Like I stated before, I think it's a lack of count- accountability. And then as far as a relationship, women fighting over men, that's a lack of control. That's a, a psychological issue because if that's your partner, then you should agree, uh, have an understanding with your partner. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be fighting someone that they brought into your partnership because you cannot uh, control a man. I don't care what color you are as a woman. A man's going to do what he wants to do. That's a lack of uh, communication and and, and a lack of, um, like I said, a lack of accountability. You can't make someone do what you want them to do. My advice, though, for the black community is, and for black women, is that we just need to take time out to check ourselves. We just need to slow down. We don't need to always be on the defense. No one is always attacking us. They say uh, save the black women or... uh, or um, look out for the black women is so unprotected. She would be protected if she just slowed down because we're scaring off all our protection by I being li- so aggressive. I like that, uh, Miss Amanda. I like that so much. And I think that that's why Sue Sisters United Everywhere has come together. And um, I think that um, you make a good, valid point. I'd love to have you on the show again because it's important that we as African-American females, that we stand by each other, that we bridge the gap 
that we stand in the gap for each other because remember we are leading our lives and legacies for our children and our children's children so we have to have the honesty the integrity the moral values the issues all the things that matter we have to do that because our we have to save our generation and guess what if it's up to us then that means we have to take the mantle and be able to handle to hand it to our daughter and our daughter's daughter and our granddaughter and our great granddaughter and I say women and families everywhere stand up do the right thing character matters integrity matters conviction matters accountability matters do the right things for your family this is Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View on WIGO and please come visit us again we thank you so much thank you for, for your time thank you're you. welcome thank you Miss Amanda thank you and thank Lillian as well and thanks our caller Bryant thank you so much we really appreciate it uh, again Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View and we'll see you next time Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view will be right back.
Do you have a family or friend that's facing foreclosure or eviction? We can help. We're Eviction Help Now. You can call us today for a free consultation. Our phone number is 678-468-4940. Again, that's 678-468-4940. EvictionHelpNow.com, where we stop evictions fast. Our toll-free hotline is 24-hour, 888-668-5530. Again, that's 888-668-5530, where you can listen in on a three-minute recorded message. Thank you. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View, and today we talked about character, we talked about why integrity matters, and we spoke about having a conversation on making sure that we have victory over the challenges that are in our lives, that we will be tested. God says we will be tested, and we will have those challenges, but we're also saying that we need to make sure that the family is priority in your life. And when you have, in today's society, the mom is 15, the grandmother is 30, the great-grandmother is 45, and the great-great-grandmother is 60, there's a problem with that. There's an issue with that. And I don't care on which aisle you sent on the abortion issue. I believe that abortion should be a choice, but that's me. I think it should be a choice for a lot of different reasons. And I don't think the government has any business telling a woman what to do with her body. And for the same people that say that it should not be a choice, then I say there's a lot of children born out of wedlock that need your financial resources your social resources, your economical resources. So where are you for all of those families? Where are you for those families that are on welfare, that are on food stamps, that are living in Section 8 housing? Since you decide to be so judgmental about life and about when life begins and at what stage life begins, even with this fetal heartbeat law in the state of Georgia. When you are concerned about that, then I say stand up for these families where children are born out of wedlock. It's no fault of the child that their mother or dad is not a Trump or a Biden or any of the people that have money. We cannot pick who, what family we're born into. We don't have a right to do that. That's not how this works. So if you understand that, then I say, yes, be pro-life, but also put your money where your mouth is. Do that. Help those families. They're not looking for a handout. They're looking for a helping hand. And I suggest that when you're also throwing stones about who, what, when, where, and why, that you think about the things that you've had issues with, your shortcomings, your misgivings, before you 
decide to be so judgmental on someone else and their future and their family. And I can't tell you how many people would not treat their own family members the way they treat other people and how they give their own family members and friends a pass for behaviors that other people have gone to jail for. Oh, well, it was a little white lie. There's nothing white about a lie. Teach your children to be honest. Teach them the importance of integrity, of loyalty, of honor, of dignity. And we are taking females and teens, women, uh, Sue, Sisters United Everywhere, we're taking them to see Woman King. And we'll be going the last Saturday of the month if you would like to join us. You could reach out to me for two free tickets. It's going to be Saturday at the AMC Theater. And we're giving away, I think, a total of about 40 tickets to see Woman King. Again, I've watched that movie. It is amazing. And it basically shows how a group of women can come together and they could stand in the gap for each other and they can help each other. And they don't have to be judgmental to still be what they need to be for their female counterparts. It's important that we as women make sure that we enhance our family, our family values, our family ethics, our family morals. It's just important that we Take time out to just breathe and take a moment and do the right thing by each other. It's important. And if you'd like to be a member of Sue, please email me. That's Sisters United Everywhere. The only requirement is that you fee- that you are a female and that you're willing to stand in the gap for other females and that you're willing to be supportive and you're willing to give help and you're willing to get help. Because remember, we are responsible for our generation. We can't sit and be selfish and be in the I, 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 and my, my, my generation. We have to help each other. We have to give a helping hand. And that is what Sisters United Everywhere is doing. And we are also looking for charter members to help in all the states to do the same thing because we have to lift each other up, not only in prayer, but in words and in deeds. And it's important that we do the right thing for each other for the sake of our family and for the sake of our generation. And I'm just asking, I'm humbly asking and praying that each of you look beyond yourself, find your God-given talents and share those talents. It does not have to be financial. It could just be some mental and spiritual guidance, how we continue to stand in the gap for each other. Regardless of how we feel about each other, we should be able to be neighborly, friendly. We should be able to have the honesty, the integrity, the loyalty, and not be divisive and stand in the gap for each other because we have to make a commitment to move this next generation forward. And how do we do that? And if you know you're sitting on the other end of your life, that means you're over 50 and not under 50, then you 
need to step up and step out to make sure that we can grab that generation behind us and do the right thing for them. And I just employ you to just help a friend, help a neighbor, help someone you don't know, just make it across the next step because it's vital and it's important that we reach out, that we get help, that we give help, and that we honor each other with respect, love, and understanding and stop being so judgmental, so self, I say, I call it selfish and be selfless so we can help each other because it takes a village. I'm Dr. Bonnie Bonita. You've been listening to Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View. You can reach out to me via email at drbonniebonita at bonniebonitaworldwide.com. If you know of an organization that needs help, mental, physical, or financial help, if you would contact NAMVI, not one more, domesticviolencevictim.org, We are lending a helping hand, we are bridging the gap, and we are providing an olive branch to people that we like, don't like, uh, people that are believers, non-believers. We're just praying that God will continue to bless all of us in our own right, our families, our friends, people we know, people we don't know people we love, people we don't love. We're just hoping that God will continue to order our steps in our ministry, in our word, in our faith, and in our deed because, believe me, God is real and he knows what he wants for each and every one of us. And I ask all of you within the sound of my voice, search your heart, your mind, your body, and your soul and do the right thing for others because it's imperative, again, that we help this next generation who will be carrying the mantle for us. We have to do the right thing. You've been listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Benita, and I love you all, and God loves you more. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View. Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGLAM1570.com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our army of volunteer advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com.